Hi, this is Jake. I'm the host of the show. If you enjoy the show, I would love your support. The best way you can support the show is to join the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash uapod. That's patreon.com slash uapod to support the show. Thank you very much. Oh, and by support the show, I guess I really just mean support me. I'm the only one here. Hello? Hello? Enjoy today's episode with Cody Cobb. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Unsolicited Advice. I am your host, Jake Sprague, a comedian here in sunny Los Angeles, California, and this is a podcast where I give advice to people that never asked me for it. Season two, season two, we're here in season two. It's really, really exciting. Uh, last year, I barely cleared 50K on this podcast, but I think with season two, we can bump that up, and hopefully I can make over $100,000 on this podcast. You at home make it a reality i am joined by one of my favorite people cody cop hi cody hey how's it going i'm so glad you're here uh i've known cody cop for a long time now we are on the improv team rococo together and i think he is just fantastic i'm so happy that you agreed to do this thanks for being here dude yeah man thanks for thanks for asking me yeah do you give a lot of advice i asked this to some guests um i'm not sure why i don't ask it to all guests but i just find that i love giving advice and of course in uh recent years it's a little frowned upon for me to just be going around giving everyone advice which is why i made this show yeah no i i feel like i i like quietly internally want to give people advice and i'm just like waiting for an opportunity <laughs> well hey man you're in luck because <laughs> we're gonna give some advice uh on today's episode we are gonna decide if someone is the asshole and then we're gonna try to give a little advice so this comes from the am i the asshole subreddit and it reads am i the asshole for letting a friend and his ex-girlfriend get incorrect tattoos in my language. Ooh. It's exciting, right? Yeah. I mean, my first thought just when I hear that is kind of you're an asshole if you could have prevented something but didn't. But also, you don't know how arrogant someone was i guess with your language to be like i i know what fire is in chinese or something you know yeah i don't think they're an asshole like if you're making a choice to just like like show like cultural appropriation on your own body for the rest of your life like and you're if you don't do the research into making sure that <laughs> yeah. you have that right because that is like a known thing to happen yes like, yes you, you know. <laughs> I, I I agree. The 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 strangest part about it is I feel like this is like a common thing that someone will go get something tattooed on them in another language and they won't check to make sure that what they're getting means what they think it means. It's so bizarre. And also, if you don't have a real connection to the culture, like enough of a connection to know what the word is? Why are you even getting it? Yeah, if you like didn't, you know, spend years in China, like, or like just like walked across the, the Great Wall, like don't, don't, uh, don't get that tattoo. Yeah, um, well, we're gonna hop into this and it uh, got a little wrench up top. I was born and raised in Ireland. 
While Irish Gaelic is sadly dying out, my grandparents spoke it fluently and taught it to my mother. So I, along with my brother, was raised bilingual and can speak both English and Irish. I moved to England about two years ago now. So immediately, all my preconceptions are shattered because I, of course, assume... I think maybe because it's like a TV trope at this point, but I assume this is like Chinese script that they've gotten incorrect, but it's Irish Gaelic oh writing. Oh God. That <laughs> actually uh, kind of resonates with me because in when I was, when I graduated from high school, being a buddy of mine, we took a trip to Ireland. Like that was like, our whole thing and like we saved up for it and we sold our parents on going alone on this trip and uh part of our stay in ireland is we went to these little teeny like islands called the Aran islands which is like one of the last places in ireland where they actually speak gaelic wow. and it was kind of wild because you know during the middle of the day when we were there everybody's speaking English and then like around five o'clock once all the tourists leave like everybody changes and like they just start speaking in Gaelic and uh yeah it's it's crazy whoa so it's like it's it's like vampires almost like the town changes at night and the people are all different. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like a yeah. it's like a different set of Irish people come out to be the night watchmen. That's so that's so interesting because I don't know a lot of places. Is it is it like something where people like take a ferry there normally and then they leave at the end of the day? Yeah. Yeah. So we we opted for some reason to spend the night there um, and like the one hotel that they have. And um, just to, thought it was thought it was cool to spend the night. And um, yeah, like as soon as like the last ferry left, and like we were the only Americans who were like still there, like everybody immediately started speaking in, in Gaelic. I kind of love that they have that tradition because it's almost like, and we are fucking done with them. And goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> We're going to go back to our own thing now. Uh, that's very cool. Wow. I, what a awesome coincidence that I have you on for this episode. Then I didn't even yeah. know that. But uh, I can now, with that context, see where getting a tattoo in Gaelic, I feel like feels like a safe tattoo for like a white person to get because it's like, it's in a different language, but it's, it's it's a white you know tattoo yeah you could you could never accuse me of not being white okay <laughs> yeah. i have a gaelic tattoo yeah uh yeah uh totally i of course when i read the headline i immediately thought this is the classic trope but this uh this is a little different when you when you went on that trip is the drinking age like 18 there and did that factor into it at all were you were you like this is a trip to another country and we're getting drunk a little bit yeah it's it's 18 though once we got there we quickly realized like they don't fucking care at all so, so <laughs> um yeah like i didn't i didn't drink much in high school like i was pretty you know uh, my parents never left town once during my entire <laughs> four years in high school. So I never really had like the opportunity to have like a killer party or something. Uh, so that was like my big, like introduction to alcohol is going to Ireland. 
That's so interesting that you say your parents never left town. I've never even considered this, but my parents also never left town. Yeah. They never they never vacationed and I had the house to myself. That was not a thing that my family did at all. They were just working the whole time. So, I mean, they weren't around much because they were always working. Uh, but there was never an opportunity to have a party at my house. Yeah, that feels like something that like we were completely lied to by like most television of just like, you know, the parents being like, we're gone for the weekend. Here's 20 bucks for pizza. Yeah. And, and it's like, no, my parents uh, have jobs and, <laughs> and don't ever take a vacation without me. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I had the exact same thing. Uh, all right, here we go. There's a guy who I'm friendly with. But he has this thing about Ireland. He's one of those people who's like, I know I seem English as they come. I know I seem as English as they come. But my mother's cousin's piano teacher's dog was an Irish setter. So I'm part Irish. Apparently, this is a, a thing over there, I guess. Uh, he talks about wanting to go to Ireland all the time. And he's asked me to teach him Irish to connect with our culture. I'm trying to be both vague and specific at the same time to give some deniability, but also communicate what kind of person I'm dealing with here. So, he's saying he's a douche. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, he's been seeing this girl for about a year and a half. She's in the same boat as him, both in terms of heritage and fondness for Ireland, and she's also talked about wanting to learn the language. Around six months ago, they asked me to translate the word soulmate into Irish. <sighs> so, here's my thought. Uh, if you translate it wrong, now you're kind of back in the boat of being a dick. I'm not saying that you have to stop them from getting the incorrect tattoo, but if, th if this person happened to trick them into a bad tattoo, that feels a little, I don't know the right word, impish? Is that impish? <laughs> I guess that's a little, a little impish. Uh, yeah, it's just like, does this friend just like hate their relationship? And it's just like, I'm looking for ways to sabotage you guys? Like... <laughs> Maybe. Uh, here's the issue. There is no word for soulmate. There's a word for soul mm. and a word for mate. And if you put them together, it makes anamkara, which basically means soul friend and isn't generally considered a romantic thing. And technically speaking, it's not even grammatically correct and should be the other way around, but this is the popular approximation of it. I did explain, but he said that I was probably mistaken because the concept of soulmates is universal. I went, well, then Anamkara it is because I wasn't gonna argue with him over the literal translation of a vague, abstract concept in a language only I spoke. If he thought he was right, then why waste the energy correcting him? This isn't the first or last time I've taken this approach with him. Well, now this person just seems totally reasonable again. Now I'm back on that guy's side. Because, like, if you go to somebody for advice and you, they give it to you and then you're still like, nah, you're, I don't think you're right on that. <laughs> it's like, so weird. <laughs> well, how do you do soulmate? You, you, you would do it like this, but it actually doesn't exist. Okay, pal. It exists. It exists. <laughs> Just write it on the paper, guy. English is a perfect language, and there's an exact translation for everything. I will say, when I... Someone said this to me. Um, I don't remember who, so I'm not going to give them any credit. But someone <laughs> mentioned to me 
that they didn't understand certain concepts until they started learning other languages because other languages have words for things that we don't have in English. It's almost like they have a different way. Their language has a different way of thinking in some ways. And I was like, holy shit, that's fascinating. I wish I would have. I wish I would have learned more languages or gotten a little more cultured earlier in life because that sounds like a super interesting way to view the world. I know. I'm still so mad at my parents for not being more of like a hard ass on me, especially in like middle school, high school. They let me take French. Uh-huh. I've never used French. Like yeah. I've completely forgotten what French is. Like not once did they challenge me and say like, you know, we live in Arizona. There's, you know, it's a huge <laughs> Latino community. Maybe you should learn Spanish. They were like, French, great, sure, whatever. <laughs> That's perfect. Major. Like, yeah. Yeah, um, I actually did take Spanish in high school, mm-hmm. but I barely learned it. And I only did it for one year. When I got into Spanish 2, the teacher was like speaking Spanish day one. Mm-hmm. He did that whole thing where he's like, Spanish, 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 Spanish. Uh, and then he goes, if anyone doesn't understand that, you might as well leave now. And I left because I needed to get out of that class because I didn't know enough Spanish because I kind of, I just kind of faked my way through my first year of Spanish. I really can only blame myself for this. Yeah. What what's your what's your plan? Have you and have you and Dana talked about like what's your plan for Johnny Rose? Like are you gonna like start trying to do bilingual like early on or Oh, that's a great question. I think that's a really good idea. And we are both I mean this is such a fucking uh weak thing but we're both doing duolingo right now (laughs) (laughs) and we're we're doing really well um but i i do think that would be really smart um she has a nanny who often speaks to her in spanish we i it's in a way it's like really nice we we don't have any family out here so i think if we had family out here that could help us we wouldn't have a nanny but because we don't we have a nanny to help us uh some days and she speaks to johnny in spanish a lot and johnny walks around like she doesn't say water she says agua um so she already is kind of learning it that way too which has been pretty cool but no we don't have a set plan although i think I would, as you get older, you realize how you did a bunch of dumb things instead of doing something that could have been really valuable in your life. I would have loved to have known another language right now. I have a friend who knows five languages. Yeah, you could get like a job being like a translator for the UN or something or like a CEO that, you know, (laughs) flies all over the country and and world speaking different languages, but you just and didn't do anything. But instead I have this podcast and it's only in one language because I can't handle another. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was just curious if like you feel because I don't know, like, you know, I'm, I'm not a dad. You're, you, you, you're a parent. Like, do you feel pressure at all from like seeing like what other parents of like kids like her age are like doing and like, oh, like, we've got to the, the the Johnsons next door are teaching them Spanish. I guess we got to get on that Spanish train or, or, you know. You know what's interesting? I bet we would feel more pressure if it wasn't for the fact that we've been locked down for so long and she has 
no other people that she sees ever and we don't see anyone else ever it's such a weird time to be raising a, a kid because you know like if she sees another kid across the street or something like that you can tell that she wants to interact with someone her own age you know she's so tired of interacting with mom and dad who you know don't get what she's trying to say all the time like so i bet we would feel more pressure if there were other people around but i really do think she should learn a second language and i don't know here in la i'm thinking vietnamese (laughs) i don't know gaelic gaelic duh gaelic okay let's hop back into this so six months or so later they've broken up and my friend has messaged me asking if there's any variations on the phrase anamkara i asked why he said that when they asked me for a translation of soulmate, it was because they wanted to get matching tattoos for their anniversary. I then pretty much said that Anamkara is closer to best mate than soulmate. He can just apply it to a good friend of his. He then had a fit, basically said he couldn't believe I'd let him get an incorrect tattoo, said he'd have to get a full cover-up now, and that I didn't even try correcting him. I responded that if I'd known it was a tattoo, then I'd have done more, but added that he's not the most receptive to correction. My exact phrasing was, have you tried correcting you? I'm living with my dad and brother, and they both overheard. My brother is firmly on my side, but my dad, who's English and made a similar mistake while married to my mom, said I should have done more to get context, correct him, and even said I should have to pay for half the cost of the cover-up because it's partially my fault for letting him get the wrong thing. Am I the asshole? Hmm. Ooh. So here's... I'll, I'll start by saying this. Okay. I feel like I say this too often on this podcast, but it, it bears repeating. Uh, we don't know all the context here, so I bet if we interviewed the friend, he'd have a slightly different story of what was going on, and he'd be like, No, I said tattoo! And I said, you, it's got to be right! Um, but given the information we have, I feel like this guy did their best i don't know right he he i feel like he did exactly what he was asked to do which was does this mean soulmate am i doing the right thing and according to his account he said hey man there's not a real clear translation for what you want to go with it's actually more of a platonic tattoo that you're getting and that guy was like Fuck you. <laughs> I, you don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah. Do I'm you th- curious why the dad is on on the side of the other friend. Can I... I, I would wager the dad is... And, I, and I'm not a betting man. But I would wager that the dad is on the side of the friend because he knows his son and he knows... He knows there's more to this story. See, that's the thing. I think the dad's kind of like, really? He didn't mention at all this might be for a tattoo. And really, you really tried to stop him from having the wrong translation. He's like, I know you. I know you were being a dick about this. Basically, the dad knows his kid's kind of a dick. Yeah. And aren't we all when we're however old this kid is? That's the kind of thing with these situations is it's never black and white. If there's always some gray thing where like 
either party is a bit of an asshole in the, in this kind of a situation. I feel like to ugh, I, I'm just gonna go with my my gut instinct is this specific situation doesn't make you an asshole, mm-hmm. but. If your friend thinks you are an asshole, you did let them down a little bit. So you got to kind of figure out why they think you let them down. Maybe they're a total piece of shit. But if they are, why are you friends with them? If you're friends with someone who you can't even speak to, they won't listen to a word you say. And you're like, hey, your funeral, man. Like, why are you guys friends? If, if, if you can't even have a conversation and then they get upset with you, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I, I can't imagine hanging on to that kind of a toxic relationship but also people do so yeah it's one of them like Mm. so you said that the dad said that he had been through a similar situation too like Mm -hmm. i want to know what's up with that do you think the mom lied about a tattoo he got and he was like it you know it doesn't say lover or something it says i don't know what it would be ship yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't know what it would say but it i mean he must have i feel like he got like something in gaelic tattooed around his wedding finger and it doesn't mean at all what it's supposed to mean yeah do you have any Uh, tattoos no do you no i i can't think of anything that is that important to me where i would want it burned into my flesh forever you know i felt the exact same way I don't know if that's like a fear of commitment or look, you don't need to get a tattoo, but I don't know if it's like a fear of commitment, but I'm just like, am I going to get a pokeball tattooed on me and then be like, this is the best. And then in five years be like, I don't even, why did I like Pokemon that much? This makes no sense now. You're going to be 65 year old Jake and your daughter's like, don't look at his arms, friends. (laughs) My favorite Pokemon's Butterfree. Hi kids. Um, yeah, I, I never felt like I never felt like I felt strongly enough about something that I would want it on my body. I, I've actually had dreams before where I got a tattoo and they, they were like essentially they were nightmares. Yeah. You know, I, they, I woke up upset about getting a bad tattoo. Yeah. So I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd handle it very well. Yeah, I've like said to myself, like, if my favorite basketball team, the Phoenix Suns, if they ever win the championship, I'll get, like, a tattoo of their logo. Probably not going to happen in my lifetime, but also I run into this situation where even if I wanted to get a tattoo, this is tougher podcast form, but my body is so hairy that, like... <laughs> I did like, forget about you. You do have a, a very so hairy body. unbelievably hairy that, like, any tattoo I get is just going to be lost in, like, a forest of body hair. Is that almost... Is that almost better? Just given, like, neither... Look, neither of us have tattoos. I'm thinking about it. Maybe if I felt like it was just going to get covered by the hair of life, that I would put one down there. And then just be like, yeah, screw it. I don't. It's not like I need to see it. <laughs> I guess. I, I just would think like if it's like on my arm or something mm-hmm. and it's covered up by like my arm hair, like people may be like, what's that weird birthmark he's got <laughs> that's like buried? <laughs> it's not a birthmark. It's the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> Phoenix Suns sunburst basketball logo. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't think it. I could do it. I don't think yeah. I could get the tattoo. I just... And I'm... I am blown away by the idea of someone getting a tattoo 
in another language that they don't know. Even before, um, like, the idea of cultural appropriation became sort of a more widely known thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it happened, okay? I'm not yeah. good on timelines, but let's say in 2013, people started to talk about cultural appropriation in a mainstream way. Even in 2011, I wouldn't have considered getting a tattoo in another language. I don't think I'd ever do that. It's just not a, there's so many other better tattoo ideas out there. And like the fact that like tattoos have become such like an art, you know, that you could do so much better just like getting a cool picture or a cool sleeve or something than, you know, just some random ass phrase in a different language. Yeah. I've thought I've always thought it'd be pretty to have a bunch of flowers on one of my arms. <laughs> Would that be a pretty just, tattoo? Just like a sleeve of a bunch of flowers. Just I like, honestly like thought that'd field. be kind of pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I love the like balls people have to just be like commit to like I'm gonna get the shit tattooed out of my arms. Yes. People go wild. And I I had a friend who really uh kind of hammered it home for me that I don't want a tattoo. He was showing me one of his arms, which actually had flowers on it. And it was really pretty. Uh, and he would be like, uh, yeah, this arm, like I'm doing this, I'm doing that. It looks great. And he was like, this arm, I wish I could just cut it off and start over. And I was like, whoa, I'm never getting a tattoo. No way. Um, so yeah, Cody, I think we nailed it with this one. I both, I think we both think, no, this doesn't really say you're the asshole to me. What kind of it, but not too much. Would you give any, if you had to give any advice to this person, the person writing this, what would you say to them? Ooh, um, if I had to give advice to this person, I would say, you know, going forward, be a little bit more upfront from the beginning that like foreign language tattoos are not a, not a, not a great choice. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. My, I guess my only piece of advice would be, if your friend thinks you're an asshole, one of two things are true. You're an asshole or your friend's an asshole. And I think it would be a good idea to sort that out. And if your dad thinks you might be an asshole, eh, maybe you had a little hand in what happened here. Also uh, leave dad out of it. <laughs> yeah, why are, you, why are you involving your dad and brother all the time? <laughs> Uh, Cody, thank you so much for being here, man. This has just been uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, Yeah, I think we did it. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Bye.